According to a national survey of more than 19,000 people, what would you guess women and men want most in a relationship? I'll give you a hint. They're different. But before we get to our poll question of the week, we have a very special guest with us here. It's comedian Pat McGann, a Chicago comedian, but he is known throughout the nation. Yes. Pat, welcome to the known. show. What's up? How are you? Thanks for having me. Doing well. We were trying to figure out how we would do this introduction because usually right after we do the poll question, I would say, my name is Eric Rung and I am single. I'm Tom McGuire. I'm married. I'm Allison Collins, and I'm happily divorced. And now we have Pat. What? I'm Pat McGann, and I am married. All right, Pat. And Pat and I are both happily married, by the way. Well, happily. That, I'm Pat McGann, and I am happily married. <laughs> yes. I'm a, and I am married happily. <laughs> and you've been married for... Happily married. <laughs> you've been married for eight years, right? Yes, coming up on eight. And where'd you meet your wife? I met her at a bar on the north side... I say that because I'm a Southsider. I have to be specific. Oh, she <laughs> must be lovely then. Yes. No, she is from actually like six blocks from where I grew up on the South Side. But we met on on the North Side. Kind of knew her family a little bit. Um, met at a St. Patrick's Day party. Hmm. Perfect. March of 07. Oh, seven. The perfect Irish American love story. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. And do you have children? I do. We have three. We have a six-year-old girl. Her name is Josephine, five-year-old boy named Elliot, and a four-year-old boy named Luke. All right. Well, we are looking forward to all of your insight on both being married and also a father. All right. So let's just uh, dive into this uh, survey here. Psycholog- what is it? Allison, just Psych- say it. It's Psychology Today. Psychology Today. It was done back in 2014. Here are the four top dating desires for both men and women. For women, number one, Allison, what is it? What would you guess? Commitment. Is that true? Maybe. I mean, I guess once you're in a relationship, you, you would want them to be committed to it. So, yes. All right. I don't so, know if it's number one, but. Well, it is according to the survey. So, it's commitment, honesty, generosity, and satisfying sex. For men, it is sex, freedom, forgiveness. I'm sure it's for not having <laughs> satisfying sex. And <laughs> appreciation. So, I mean, that actually doesn't surprise me at all as far as the order for the, for the men. I think it's hilarious because up top for women is commitment, up top for men is freedom, up top for women is uh, commitment, and then men want to be forgiven when they don't commit. So they're all interrelated is what you're saying. I I do. I do. Any surprises for you here, Pat? Freedom. That's just your dumbass. You want freedom, stay out of a relationship. (laughs) It seems pretty simple to me, right? You don't. I mean, that stands out. Maybe uh, maybe I could see something like be- individualism instead of freedom. I could see that, maybe. Forgiveness? For what? Exactly. Sex, freedom, forgiveness, they all kind of lead into each other, don't they, a little Guys bit? Guys just look dumb and guilty in this survey. Yes. <laughs> I concur. Well, it's 19,000, so... Right, right. Yeah, the um, appreciation, I don't know. I think that's like that's made up as well. Guys are just reaching for something at that point. Guys pretty like much a, stopped after sex. Is that what you're saying? I mean, guys want sex, and you know, is this this is a relationship, not necessarily a marriage, right? Correct? Yes. Right. So, yeah, sex would be number one for men for sure, and then from there, I think they're just making things up because they're still thinking about how they just want sex. <laughs> <laughs> well, number four, like appreciation, like that kind of sounds like oh, you have to appreciate like the man, like he wants to be appreciated or something. 
That seems kind of like, oh, you have to appreciate me. Well, like, th- why is that maybe, important? Maybe, like, how about maybe fun? just being, I don't know, being uh, 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 an equal partner or respected, mutual respect, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, rather than like appreciation. Like, appreciation sounds kind of, I don't know, to me, it's like kind of needy. Like, I need to be appreciated. <laughs> mm-hmm. You have know. to make that voice when you do it? Well, I think a guy who would need to be appreciated would have that voice. Yeah, I think this guy sounds very whiny. Just it, I mean, <laughs> it was like 19, the sex 000. thing that goes without saying. And right. then, like, then they want to be free and appreciated. And How's forgiveness top three? Like, you're going to screw up so much, you need to be, like, forgiveness is a top three. Well, I read you know? into this article, and it was more like, when I mess up, please don't just keep dragging me down, dragging me down. Like, deal with it and be done. Yeah, that's well, that's not bad. That should be in any relationship, right? Can't you just deal with it? Why does it have right. to last forever? It just seems interesting that they have it so far up. They must be messing up a lot if it's so far up on their list of needs. I would agree with that. I do well, like that I see money in here because that is uh, something that... <laughs> the generosity, that's for women. Yeah. That's number three. With generosity of money and spirit. Guys should want that, too. I would think so, Everyone too. Everyone should want that. It just... Uh, relieves uh, just uh there's less stress in the relationship if you have some financial freedom oh absolutely and we're talking uh money can't buy happiness but it sure does help right (laughs) (laughs) well you don't absolutely need sneakers to go running but they certainly help as well so i mean i think they go one and one in the same there let's move on to question one here um gym shoes they're not sneakers gym shoes I just want to point that well, out. you're not in the gym. Ron, you could be running around outside. Where are you from? Wait, where do you, do you call them sneakers? <laughs> what else do you, gym shoes? Yeah. Gym sh- all They're three gym of shoes. us, yes. <laughs> you only right. had three people who grew up buying new gym shoes every year. All right. I'll, I, well, I mean, I had basketball shoes growing up, but I still had sneakers for walking around outside. <laughs> oh, man. Were you sneaking around outside? <laughs> I, <laughs> I had a buddy that said tenny runners. No. Uh. Yeah. Or tennis shoes. People call them tennis shoes. But you're not playing they're, tennis? Right. They're just called gym shoes. All right. I'll buy, well, hey, I, I, can, mean, I, I can change. Where are you from? Originally, I'm from Iowa. Okay. That's why you say sneakers. Okay. I respect it. I think it's a <laughs> geographical thing. It's great. I could see that. I could see that. I think um, it's a good thing. I understand. I understand uh, where you're going with the, uh, the gym shoes, too, though. I mean... Uh, but I, I can probably adapt if I need to. Is that going to help? <laughs> yeah, I mean, please. I'll adapt. From now on, SMD Chicago is a gym shoes gym show. Gym shoes only show. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was just... No, thank like you. I hey, I appreciate it. We all need to learn stuff. So right, let's move on to question one here. Um, this is our first question. It's, let's say you go out for drinks. Maybe you go out for dinner, and there's there's something there. You can tell that there's something there. But you want a, a good creative date maybe to go out on next, something to show a little extra, something to show that you care. What would be a good creative date for you? We'll start with you, Pat, since you're our guest. Well, thanks. Now I think you're just asking me for ideas so you can get laid. <laughs> <laughs> the single guy's like, really? Develop yeah. this podcast why do you, why do you to think get we ideas. <laughs> a creative date? I don't know, man. I'm out of the game. I mean, well, what did you I do still go on were... dates with my wife, but our our creative date is would be, I would probably um, probably come up with something where we go away for the night without the kids. That would be a creative date for me, and to be really creative, I don't know if I could come up with like a 
booking a flight out of town or a trip, that would be uh, someone I would explore. Go well, to let's, like. A, let's go back to when you when you first started dating your wife. You did the. I'm assuming you did the whole. Let's go have a drink. Hey, let's go out to dinner. I mean, what did you do to kind of show her that you cared? That you were more into this than just some girl. Yeah, you, you met. plan something. Plan a night. Women, I think, tend to take the lead on making plans, and um, if you show that you're going to plan a night, plan an event, get tickets to something, something that shows that you thought about it beforehand, that's that's a good move. Allison, does that go a long ways? Yeah, for sure. But I, I also think when you have drinks and then you have dinner, I I don't think you jump right into the creative date. Like I think that when you're sitting there talking with someone, I think you get to know them better. So I think you have to do that a few times. Yeah. But one time, like I know that when like I'm outside of my comfort zone, I I like those dates like i was dating a guy who was from laos and he brought me to chinatown and we ordered duck it was something i'd never had and it was like this whole we'd eat it and stuff and that's fun that's it was like crazy fun does it take a long time though that's that could be awkward doesn't it take like a couple hours to cook that duck um no i but it's like a i mean they that's a racket they know exactly what they're doing you walk in like oh this is your duck we're gonna cook for you and suddenly you have soup and then suddenly you have they're slicing it in front of you but i think Uh, that also goes to what pat was saying too is that he, he took the time to plan something he knew that it was going to be an event. It wasn't just going out to dinner. Oh, yeah. I think this is his move. I think that. Clearly. <laughs> yeah, it's an old standby. Uh, the, I'm, I'm going to pull off the duck tonight. <laughs> Tom, how about you? When, it, when you and Beth started to date, did you do anything creative? Just to- uh, I mean, that's sad. I mean, I'm literally, the whole time you guys have been speaking, I've been like racking my brain to think like, oh, you must have done something creative. Kayak the river. I did that. Oh, that's you, that's oh, a you know what? That's, a that's a always a good date. I'll take that one. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. No, we I we would go to nice dinners and when we were still dating, but we were like a couple at this point, I did a uh, we went to Detroit to see her family and then we went to the Wings game. She was a Wings oh, fan back good. then. Not anymore. She's converted. She'll deny it, but I have pictures she of her. she was never a Wings fan. Yeah. <laughs> if yes. you can convert from that to Blackhawks? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. So her, she can't go back to Detroit. People I, knew yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, she like saw some wing shirts laying around, but I have photos of her in Hawks jerseys, and and they're in the east and east west now, so it's not as big of a deal, maybe. Let her uh, be a Wings fan. She should be a Detroit uh, Red just Wings fan. Don't try to change her. Awesome, I didn't have to do with this. That will be a man. thing. That will be a thing you can foster. You can go I mean, to with your like, daughter later. It's not like gym love shoes it. and sneakers. She should love I mean, I Detroit. She should love Detroit. Uh, that would be fun throughout your life. Patrick McGann, I'll have you know, <laughs> she claims that she's a Cub fan and then a Tiger fan. And she told Caitlin the White Sox can be her third favorite team. So <laughs> you should have my back on it. should be Cubs, White Sox, or White Sox, Cubs, either way, and then I, Tigers. I want to make fun of this, but she's probably more well-adjusted than any of us. <laughs> she's more mature. <laughs> yeah. That's but definitely it's, true. It's true. If you want to go at it from that other angle, I don't know if any of that is possible. But I, res- I, I think it's, it's mature to be able to... To get to that point. Yeah. I mean, I think she realized she's been in Chicago longer than D- Detroit at this point. So, yeah. yeah, you might as well just convert. She gave up the Lions a long time ago, obviously. Yeah. So that, that I can <laughs> She could probably give up the Bears, too. Hey! Oh, hey. Don't talk that way about Mitch. He's going he's gonna to turn yeah. things around. Yeah. Yeah. I was at something right. the other day, and a kid was already wearing a Trubinsky jersey. And it's so one excited. of the best sellers. I just saw that, actually. Typical which Chicago. Which is surprising, but... I'm not, I'm not on the Bears as much as I used to be. I'm, I'm really not either. tired of them. It's been a hard uh, few years. Yeah. I I mean, I grew up a Bears fan, and it, all they've done is 
disappoint me since I've you know been here, and it's just it's been hard. I'm to sorry, watch. that's just like it was being a Cubs fan forever. Like you'd always, yeah, you know, have but hope. you can still enjoy a great afternoon at Wrigley. I'm sorry. So my family goes to the Bears games every weekend, or when they're home, obviously. It's always amazing, even even when it's every once in a while when they below lose. Zero. Yeah. And that's the problem. That's why they don't try and be good, because it's always amazing. There's they're, no, they're always going to sell the tickets, so yeah. why put the money into... Where like the White Sox fan base, they make them try and be good, I think. I think the Bears could use some of that. More Southside fans. The only game in town mentality, like people are going to come here and spend money no matter what, and we they love us no matter what. Meanwhile, they haven't put anything on the field. I don't know. I think, ever since they fired Lovey, ever since yeah. they t- fired Lovey, yeah. uh, ten maybe, two thousand nine, yeah. ten. I'm sorry. Have you seen the fourth phase signage? I mean, that's really <laughs> amazing. Uh, I thought of the Bears today. I saw a billboard on two ninety four for um, the Illinois Recycling Center, encouraging <laughs> people to recycle. <laughs> Encouraging to recycle refrigerators, and how is William Perry not the spokesperson? Yeah, oh, that's that. Why is he on? That would be such a more successful campaign. Do we have and he could PR? use the money? Ooh, I think. I think I know his PR lady. Like I think that's a oh. thing these days now to get people to recycle their refrigerators. Yeah, they give that's me, they a money making opportunity for for William Perry. Yeah, how? Yeah, you're you listening, right. William? <laughs> I'm sure he is. Call me. <laughs> Look at line seven. It's <laughs> the refrigerator, Perry. Uh, I, okay, just to kind of circle back a little bit, though, on creative date. What uh, do you mean circle back? We're talking about the fridge now. <laughs> <laughs> Who thought that this podcast right, was going to go in this direction? We're going to go. <laughs> we're going to start uh, just a sports talk show now. Wait, I do want to say, though, that um, there was an article that came out. I think I sent it to you guys about the best like rooftop dates to, oh, or I places to go on yeah. rooftop dates. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I've been to all those places. But I think um, my problem is that I've been to all of them with my family members. Hmm. <laughs> not, not with dates? Like with oh. cousins. Sometimes they think oh. my cousins are my boyfriends. And I'm like, why would you think that? I tell you, one, no. of my, one of my favorite places, though, uh, to take a date is the Roby over in Wicker Park. It's kind of by Big Star and that Damon Blue Line stop. They have an unbelievable rooftop bar. It's called nice. Up. Uh, it's on the hotel. And it, I mean, it's one of the best, I think, views of the city uh, that far west. So, how many ladies have you taken to uh, Roby so far? One. There you go. One special, <laughs> one special, special lady. How many have jumped? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I can't comment on that. It's pending litigation, but uh, no, I, I, I enjoy taking people there because it is—it's uh, just a great view and it's relaxing, and they don't let too many people up there. Cool. I mean, I, you've been to the Jay Parker. I mean, that place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure it's nice at some points in, in the afternoon, <laughs> but it just gets—I don't know—it's a little broy, I would say. But yeah, that was definitely. on there, wasn't it? Jay Parker. <laughs> I'm was sorry. On. I've been, I've been to the Jay Parker with my aunt and uncle once. It was hilarious. And then there was a bachelorette party that came up. It was. <laughs> what else was on there? The Wit or Can't? What's the one over at the Chicago Athletic Association? Right. Uh, oh, what's Cindy's. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Is good too. I was there yeah. with my cousin the other day. Super mm. cheap, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, the bartenders there were getting very upset because. Uh, they were not getting tipped well. And oh, really? Yeah, or at all. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the bartenders at Cindy's, I'll be honest. We had a situation with my wife and my cousin and I, and they were looking over the cocktail menu, and I was like, I knew it was going to take a while. And I was like, while they're uh, ordering, I'll just have a beer. And the guy was like, oh, wait for the ladies. I'm like, oh, thanks for the etiquette lesson, Dad. Oh, like, how I about it? You can give Jeez. me my bottle of beer while they review yeah. the 18-page cocktail menu. What a jag. Yeah. I can't stand the... <laughs> 
I res- you know bartenders are great, but the ones that are, take themselves so seriously, yeah. it's like oh my goodness. You, yeah, I mean, I understand that uh, the craft cocktail thing is a thing, but you know, you can still be a, a bartender too, like at a right. neighborhood bar, like you would find at the end of your block. I, mm-hmm, I, I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't understand the attitude. You're amazing. You, you, no ingredients. <laughs> This some of it is so obnoxious. Yeah, the essence of a pine needle and yeah. you know, the little sprig of something that that's exactly. do, like dolloped like, onto I the cocktail. I don't care how much vodka is in it. <laughs> just get the one out of the one ice cube. It's just like, <laughs> look at me. I actually went to a sushi restaurant. Uh, this was in Wicker Park. And when you're going out for sushi, you know, generally speaking, you're, you're not getting a cheap meal. Which is fine, and you know that going in. However, I was there with uh, uh, it was this is a date a couple of years ago, but uh, we were there, and we both had a couple of cocktails and ordered sushi, and and the bill came, and I I didn't think we ordered that much, and I was I said oh uh, I'm gonna be right back, I'm gonna run to the restroom, and I just happened to glance down at the bill, it was two hundred dollars for two people. And it was not a fancy sushi place at all. And I, I had to do a double take. And I, when I got back, I was kind of looking through it. They started charging us for the ice because we got the. We're like they said, "Oh, do you want the large cube?" And we're sure, why not? Yeah, I we mean, had no idea. But they started charging us for the ice. They charged. <laughs> I mean, it was ridiculous. And they're a, not in business anymore. So, what's a large cube of ice go for these days? I don't remember. I mean, I think it was like a buck twenty-five or something like that. It, it was more. It, it was had a up. lot of ice. Well, it was more of the that they would do that more than anything. But my cousin and not used tell to, you. My cousin used to cut the ice at Lux Bar before he became a bartender there. Like to prove your worth, he started first with cutting the chunks of ice from like a huge really? block. Yeah. And now he's shaving them in a <laughs> Santa Claus at Navy Pier. <laughs> no, now he had to get a job with benefits. Oh, I know. That's a cool bar over there. With the other bar, what is it? The Gauge. They also do. They have this special ice there too that that's <laughs> like triple purified, and there's no it, there's no air bubbles in it at all. Oh man, uh, I feel like I've been to the Gauge, but I can't remember the where. Gauge, I mean, it's where actually, is it? It's, it's just their excuse to charge right you across like street from Millennium bucks. Park. Oh yeah, um, the Irish joint. Oh yeah, I've been yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's actually they have really good food there too. It's um, a cool spot. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's go to our dating story of the week. Let's let's go to Tom first, and then uh, we'll see if uh, our our guest here has has a dating story that he'd like to tell us, or maybe a, a, a good date story from when he was married, took his wife out. All right, well, I'm going to tell a story about the University of Dayton in honor of uh, Pat's <sighs> presence here. Pat's a fellow <clears throat> flyer, and uh, we have uh, in the University of Dayton we have what's called the ghetto. It's a student neighborhood. Wait, Pat, I sent Tom's daughter a postcard from Dayton the other day saying, "Please," or something awful about Dayton. <laughs> Asking her to go to Xavier, please. Yes. That is excellent. She did. We threw the postcard out. You know his uh, daughter can't read yet, and Tom's going to be the one. Yes. <laughs> She'll go. She's behind. So, Maybe uh, she will go to Dayton. Yeah. Oh, easy. Wow. Easy. Well Making fun of infant. Where's That's the U.S. Hilarious. News and World Report? We need to get, look, look at the rankings. Look at the rankings. I believe we're ahead. But anyway, so we have a student neighborhood, and there was a young lady I had a crush on. Um... And she shall remain nameless. Uh, her mom was in town, and we were like pre-partying in the uh, campus south apartments. And then we go hit the ghetto and hit the bars. And I'm we're having a great time, and I'm hanging out with her mom. And I'm thinking, oh, 
my wise 19-year-old self, like, oh, her mom loves me. Like, she's totally going to love me, too, because that's how girls are, I'm sure. Uh, and then we're walking back after a night out, and her mom's still with us. Her mom's actually crashing in Campus South. And we have these uh, other apartments called the Garden Apartments, as Pat, you recall. And uh, we stop at the Garden Apartments to see the my crush's ex-boyfriend. So that's a bad sign <laughs> right off oh, the bat. No. Like, we got to stop and see my ex-boyfriend. Because like, <laughs> he wants to see his ex-girlfriend's mom really badly, right. I'm sure. So it's like 1.30, 2 in the morning. We go into the apartment, and no one locks their doors at Dayton. And uh, he's in there with a girl. And, like, <laughs> you know what hits the fan, and I'm just, like, staying there like a dummy. Like, what am, like, what am I doing here? <laughs> so the mom, like, gets her out of the apartment, and I'm still standing there. And uh, she proceeds to, to pull the fire alarm of the garden apartments. And then her mom looks at me. He's like, Tom, get her out of here. So I have to, like, grab this girl and carry her out of the garden apartments. Isn't that a crime? As she's, like, <laughs> freaking out about her ex-boyfriend. <laughs> And uh, pulling the fire say, alarm, yeah. or Tom grabbing a woman and well, I mean, pulling her out and kidnapping concealing her, concealing a, a, a criminal. If her mom says it's okay, <laughs> I think it's okay. Oh right, right. So uh, need, needless to say, that didn't uh, it didn't go anywhere. Sounds like an amazing date. Yeah, I think we actually kept ab- that. Pretty, I don't think anyone knows that story until now. My mom. <laughs> So we put her to bed. <laughs> That's how the story and ended. Then, uh, and so I ended up banging the mom. It's kind of how the whole milf thing started, you know. This is so. I love that the daughter used the mom as an excuse. Yeah, exactly. To go yeah. in there and see if her ex boyfriend was with anyone. Did she talk about uh, the ex boyfriend prior to you no, guys no, going over not there? Really. No, not really. It was just we were walking along. Oh, he lives there. Let's go see him. And it was at that point where I really thought like this might not be going anywhere. Like, when you looped all the way on the other side of campus, you're like... Mm. No, he lived, he was like right next door. It was super convenient. I mean, did you say anything or did did your heart kind of sink? I mean, did you like this girl? What, what did I really say? Like, I'm, no, I bet we don't go see your ex-boyfriend. <laughs> How about one, that? At 1.30. Who, who am I to I make that decision? I love that it's a dating story and the only one on a date was the ex-boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> so we, we probably spoiled his this date This is like how bit. all of Tom's high school stories go. <laughs> Do you have a dating story? Uh, yeah, this is I a college the story. <laughs> oh, so, I'm sorry. Into college, they all go. <laughs> all right, Pat. What do you? Uh, what, what's a good memorable date that uh, you can share with us? I don't know. I get. I don't have like a a funny dating story. I don't. Where think. you like lock the kids in their it room be, and? Well, that can be serious too. Like, when was the moment you knew your wife was going to be your wife? You think? Was there a moment you knew, or did it just kind of gradually? We had grow? a date early. And my wife, um, she used to, I have pictures from this night. She used to like fake tan and she looks like orange in this picture. <laughs> it's like <laughs> on our fridge home. I'm like next to her and she looks like, um, you know, she looks orange, like a biscotti or something. <laughs> like a, I used to call her orange chicken and That's she a was, great uh, name. yeah. And we had a great date at the Italian village, which I always thought was a great date spot because you know, up until I met my wife, my wife is actually from here, but, you know, living on in Lincoln Park or Lakeview area, you meet girls that are not from Chicago originally, and the dates that are going on are all those same, you know, Francesca's, all the trendy spots on the, the north side in that area. So I was like, I had the, the move to, like, come down into the loop, go to Italian Village, the old school, yeah. you know? Um, and anyway, we went there on a date, and then I... Then I kind of, I felt like I kind of knew. Nice. 
you know. What date was that? How early on was it? That was pretty early. Probably only it was within an even date in a month. <laughs> a month, really? Huh? That yeah. quick? Yeah. Wow. And then how we long? We had did... so much common ground that it just, you know, did, went quick. Uh, after that month, how long before you uh, became engaged? Um, like thirty-eight months. After that. <laughs> <laughs> but I had an idea then. Right. Not that I was gonna marry her. I just knew that I was gonna probably like fall in love with her. And, yeah. And then, um, yeah, we just we didn't get married right away. Was it kind of tough just with you traveling around too? At that point, I wasn't even doing stand up. I oh. was just I started like that fall, and she was in law school. So there there were just factors that kind of slowed us down. I think. Well, if she was in law school, then she obviously had a lot going on as well. Yeah. I yeah, mean, that was probably the biggest factor. All right. Actually, in a few episodes ago, I, I referenced you. Um, one of the early episodes, you guys may, might remember this. It was a wedding. And it was the wedding. It was the, one of the first a bits. A colossal waste of money. Yeah, exactly. It was one of the first bits I remember you doing, and it was uh, the save the date bit. Oh, yeah. Which I can't do it justice. <laughs> But that was one of your first bits. So you were at like Walter Payton's Roundhouse or something. It was a yeah. video, and everyone at Dayton's passing this YouTube video around. And that bit, I was like, man, that's why I was like, oh, I think McGann's going to make it. I go, that was, I oh, mean, thanks, I remember man. how it went, but it was like, oh, thanks a lot. I get yeah. to you know. save the date. It was, yeah, what was that? It was like, save the date more. It should be like more like save some money. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're getting yeah. married, and you got some expenses coming your way. Yeah, that was <laughs> a great bit. That. Was, oh, that's funny. I kind of forgot about that one. Because I, I thought you were talking about the birth announcement at first, because that was another one of my first jokes. Was those other things you get the birth announcements? The you know, you know like we had a girl. Congr- you know what was this? What did they say? Congrat- we had a girl welcoming. Uh, you know, Caitlin, eight pounds four ounces, and then you're like, oh, thanks. Like, <laughs> congratulations, love Pat, six one hundred eighty five pounds. Yeah. It's like the whole, and then like following up on the birth announcements, like years from now, like, hey, how's your daughter? She going to college? What's she weigh now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just updating my files. Well, do you weigh freshman year or sophomore year? I don't. <laughs> yeah, right. You got to keep updating it. Wait, I do have to touch. tell you, uh, your wife in the fake and bake. As an Irish girl, uh, I mean, I have lots of friends that use uh, self tanner, and so I have a friend that married a guy, and it, they'd been dating for like two months, maybe, and they had seen each other naked. And um, he asked what the condition on her back was, and she's like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "You know the." the white splotch on your back and it was because she put the self tanner on and then she'd get the back like with her fingers so it looked like a streak of fingers on her back and he's like oh it looks awful like please just stop i'd rather date a pale girl i uh there's a buddy of ours uh that we used to do well because we were both single at the time we were one of the few single ones at the time and we kept getting all of these, our first year together, postcards at the mail, and Merry Christmas, we're a look at our family. And, yeah. and so we decided that we were going to do Christmas cards. So we took it a step further, though, and I don't know why. I think we may have had a beverage or two when we decided that this was a good idea. But we decided that we were going to do ours with our shirts off. And so the first one we did, uh, we did it in front of his fireplace, and we're just sitting there with our shirts off holding a beer, and it was just, you know, Merry Christmas from John and Eric. Both very hairy-chested as well, <laughs> which just added to the... And you sent those out? We oh sent gosh, them oh, out. Yeah. I, all I, of I got friends. one of those because I know the John in that picture. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's Yeah, we great. sent them out to all of our friends with a letter, too, just kind of explaining what we had done throughout the year. Most of it was 
some of our favorite meals that we had eaten and, <laughs> and things like that. And then the next year, we just happened to be at a street fest, and we decided we were going to take our picture there. And I don't know how many health codes we violated when we decided that we, this was a good idea. But again, we may have had a couple of, of beverages, and we somehow talked our way into the behind some Italian beef you know, kind of tent thing, and they let us get in there, hairy chest and all, and with with the uh, spatulas, and and then our theme that year was Eric and John serving up another year of Christmas cheer or something like that. And then again, we wrote a letter and things like that. Sadly, he moved to the suburbs, and now I never see him again. Oh, <laughs> that's hilarious, you guys. I, well, there has been talk about getting it going again for this year, but we'll see if that actually happens. I don't know. Hold your breath. I, yeah, exactly. All right, let's move on to question number two. And, Pat, I, I kind of came up with this question specifically for you. Uh, I saw a post one time. This was on social media. It was just a couple of weeks ago. It said, quote, funny guys are dangerous. They'll make you laugh, and then, boom, you're naked. So when uh, naked, taking a picture with your friend in front of his fireplace, <laughs> and then you're mailing it out to everyone you know. <laughs> So I guess when 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 you have that uh, uh, unique sensibility and unique sense of humor to be able to make people laugh, I mean that's what you do. But how do how do you play that when you were starting to date, or do you have to ever pull it back, or do you just kind of let it go and that's just hey, you like it or you don't? I think I'm just I can read a room or situation like if it's time to be. I'm never. I'm not a guy that's like always on. Like I don't. Even th- I don't really think about it. Like if it's if I have something funny to say, I'll say it. But I'm not gonna like try. I guess I'll hold back sometimes if if I'm like around people and I'm just introduced as a comic, and and especially if someone says like, "Oh, you're a comedian, say something funny," and then I'm just <laughs> not right. like that would that would be a it's huge just awkward. Thing. Yeah. So I I try to just blend in, be myself. I don't. I try not to overthink it. Do you think um, people- if I'm like doing something like this, like I do a lot of podcasts or radio shows or interviews, well then yeah, you have to like this is time you want people to come see you, then you should do, be a little commercial for yourself, and you're you're dumb if you don't take advantage of that opportunity. I think right. Um, so in those oppor- those situations, yeah, I'll like try and work my way towards something funny or things like that, but. You don't feel like pressure to always be on. Not really. I mean, you can feel it sometimes, but I try to just like ride that wave and then get through it because I would never give into it. I think sometimes I'm funny, uh, but I remember I used to be married to a cattle rancher, which is this whole other weird story that you don't know. But um, So I used to be married to a cattle rancher, and I remember sometimes we'd go to different things like brandings or like some wedding, and he'd be like, please, like no jokes, no. Oh, my God, that had to be so hard. <laughs> I, w- I would be like, what? They're going to love my jokes. It's, he's like, please don't just maybe shouldn't talk at this one. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> what would happen then? Well, they didn't Did like. They got the divorced. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> they didn't, Come on. They didn't like my gun yeah. jokes. They didn't like my Dick Cheney jokes. None yeah. of it really landed there. Hmm. So that's hilarious. Well, you know, Pat. One thing that you said that it kind of reminded me of something else. I, I uh, years ago used to work in Minnesota, and was Al Franken was still the senator there, and we would go and interview him. We would ask him questions before the cameras were rolling, and he was hysterical. He had us all laughing, all the photographers, all the reporters. And then 
we would turn the cameras on and he would turn into almost like a, a, a robot. And the only thing that it, it was more just talking about, well, this is the reason why we have to do this. And, and I understood that he wanted to be taken seriously, but there's also a part of politics that is you want to bring people all together and you, you want them to see who you are. But the only thing that I could come up with was that he was, his mind worked so quickly and he could see a joke in just about everything that anybody would say to him that he had to really just stop and think before he opened his mouth. Is there any truth to that? Yeah, I think sometimes, yeah, you don't say everything that you think. Nobody does, right? And I probably think more about jokes than a lot of people do. So that, like, that's just that's my thought process, you know? Sometimes I say it, sometimes I don't. Sometimes I say it and I shouldn't have said it. Sometimes I probably would have gotten away with it. And then the other times it's just, it's just any conversation. Oh, this is one of the uh, great pieces of advice my father gave me. He's actually said, said this to me multiple times is... Yeah, sometimes you got to think before you speak. Right. <laughs> and uh, I try to do that more now than maybe when I was younger. I think right. the older you get, too, you sure. just become better at listening and, and realizing, like, that's kind of when you learn most. But sometimes you don't need to learn anything, and you're just out having a great time. And Well, Pat, if people do want to hear you speak and... Uh, <laughs> And hear what's on your mind. Where can they uh, where can they find you? I know you're all over the place. So. Yeah, I'm on uh, Twitter and Instagram. My Twitter is at McGannPat. I got a website, patmcgancomedy.com. I work a ton local at Zany's. I do the one in Chicago and the one in, uh, actually both of them, St. Charles, and then I'm in Rosemont quite a bit. So I'm always doing something around here within three to four months. I'm kind of popping in somewhere. Well, I I have to say, we can't thank you enough for uh, taking the time out to uh, do our our fun little show here. No, thanks for having me. It's a blast. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to uh, join the Pat McGann fan club, you can reach out to my mother uh, via email or she'll accept (laughs) phone calls. She's a a big fan. All right, Pat. Well, thanks again. Hopefully we can have you back sometime. Uh, It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. All right. Well, coming up uh, next week, uh, we promised actually an update on Allison's group date. Uh, in our last podcast, and since we had Pat here, we decided that we would just kind of move that along, uh, and I'm sure that... I got bumped. Al- <laughs> Why? I wanted to hear that. <laughs> I'm sure Allison isn't too upset about it. Well, you can hear it next week on our podcast, so that'll work out just fine. And then we were also going to get an update on uh, dating app process, where where Allison is on that, and if she's actually gone live with her dating apps. This has uh, been something that we've been talking about since we really started the podcast, is Allison a little leery about the dating apps you don't use them no why um can you hear the anxiety in her voice just <laughs> yeah. you said that? it makes me Fear. panicky yeah. like it may have it went live at one point without me knowing when my girlfriends did it and suddenly I had like 150 matches and and they were all like 18 or 19 right i think i taught some of them it was do you think that it's something that's why because you don't want people to see you on there or you don't want people to know that you're doing it both yeah probably yeah, yeah. i mean man thank god you came <laughs> <laughs> get into the core of the issue <laughs> can you solve all of my problems i didn't know if it was no. like you no, just no. didn't if you were worried about the be... people out there like you don't think you can meet someone oh sure for sure i mean we all heard about the dating app killer that's they just caught the other day <laughs> right we should set allison up with the guy you that know opened. how to read people <laughs> Well, I know how to read them right off you the bat, but I still show up, you know, at a public location anyway. You well, get them out of that kayak who's on the <laughs> river. 
Who's the guy that opened for you uh, at Zany's? We saw Pat Zany's about a month ago. It was hilarious, unbelievably funny. And there was the one guy. That oh, kinda, Paul Farvar. No? Yeah. The lawyer. He was a former attorney. Yeah, Paul Farvar. He might be a good. Uh, I think he has a podcast about being yeah. single. He might be a good match for Allison. I, I just feel that. like that's the way. That's like it, it used to be for the phone. Like people would be like, I'm not calling a guy on the phone. We're not talking on the phone. I mean, it's just the way that it's evolved. It's like everyone is on there now. Seems like. Except for Allison. I don't know, Allison. It's working for you when you're not working. <laughs> you can go out and make calls on your own, but then you have that running up on the side, too. All right. Thanks for coming. Uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> right, ra- let's wrap up the podcast All so we right, can download yeah, these apps get, and get Allison going. Get, yeah, we'll get Allison going here. And then, uh, plus, what do kids do to a marriage? This is something one of our listeners asked us to discuss. We will take a look at all of that next week for Allison and Tom and Pat. Once again, thank you for uh, coming in and uh, helping us out today. I'm Eric Rung. This is Single Married Divorced. Have a great week, everyone.